Hey, hey, welcome to the Boostly podcast. We're going live today out on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, this is the podcast that hosts the tools, the tactics, and the training. So most importantly, the confidence that you can go out there and get more direct bookings. Today, we're going behind the host with a successful and uh, interesting short-term rental host who's actually featuring in Hospitable Hosts too. So if people aren't aware of this, I've got the book holding up if you can see us on the uh, on the live if people aren't aware of this, basically there's a massive collaboration from Jody Sterling, where she's taken, I think it's around 40 of the awesome sort of hosts around the world and put them together in one book and are sharing stories which are inspirational, are sharing stories which can help you on your journey as a short-term rental host. It's sharing challenges as well. And and Kale certainly shares some of the challenges and some of the 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 best bits and also <laughs> some of the not so good bits. So we've got um Kale Delaney joining us today. He's he's one of the hosts within the book. And uh, we're just going to dive into his business. His business is called Mountain to Sea Cabins and Cottages. And uh, we're going to find out what tips we can we can find from him. So welcome along, Kale. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much, Liam. And it's a pleasure to be here. You, of course, are one of the, the OGs and the original hospitable hosts. So <laughs> it's a uh, pleasure to to be in the company. So thank you. Thank you. So um why don't you introduce the yourself, where your business is in the world, and um, anything else you'd like to share? Sure. Uh, so I live in uh, South Florida, uh, just a little bit north of Miami, and uh, my business is uh, is primarily in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, but we do also have some properties down in South Florida. That's uh, primarily long term rentals, though. In South Florida, we do have one short term rental here, and then the rest are in the, the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. And, um, yeah, we call it, you know, mountain to sea cabins and cottages, uh, because that's kind of what we like to offer. And, you know, we have our, our mountain properties and we have our, our ocean properties and uh, we're looking to expand on that brand as we, as we grow our portfolio. Nice. Nice. And obviously in the, in your, the book and the chapter, you sort of explain how this all come about, but before we, before we dive into that and some of the tips that I know you're, you're eager to share, what I'd love to know is. Why did you get involved in the Hospitable Hosts project and how does it feel, uh, you know, writing your own chapter? That's awesome. Uh, I mean, the reason I joined it really was because of the, I think, the community uh, that it offers you access to, you know, people like yourself and and the other authors in, in both books. I mean, there's some real, real powerhouses, real successful, you know, uh, giants in the industry in these books. Um, there's people like myself kind of in the middle and, you know, there's people, uh, you know, starting out as well, that are all a part of this. And everybody has a very similar reason for why they get into short-term rentals for the most part, but everybody has a very unique journey. And it's really cool to learn and see, you know, how other people have gotten to their point of financial or time freedom uh, through short-term rentals. Uh, you know, that was my goal in getting into the short-term rental game. And um, I've achieved that, thankfully. But yeah, it's really the community that that the hospitable host offers, and I mean, writing the the chapter was uh, it was enjoyable. Uh, honestly, the hardest part for me was really trimming it down. <laughs> I uh, I wrote the I wrote everything in two days, and it was more than double the the allowed word count. <laughs> so it took a lot of trimming and uh, uh, trying to scrape out pieces and and still keep the story intact. So. That was the most challenging part of it. Hey, the cutting room floor is where the next book or your own book is, <laughs> you know, going to be made. So um, that's that's right. awesome. So 
What word would you use to describe hospitable hosts? If you had to contain, contain it down to one word, what word would it be? Inspiring. And I think that's really the intent of, of the books is to provide the readers with inspiration to start their own journey or continue their own journey. In fact, just uh, earlier this week, I had uh, somebody reach out to me that uh, picked up the book and, and read it and just sent me a note, just thanking me for giving them inspiration that day, you know, that they could continue on and, and do something like that. So yeah. cool. And there'll be people listening to this right now who, um, you know, they, they'll be starting their journey. And to think that, you know, you could go to, um, you know, one property, two properties, increase the number of properties, leave the the W2 job as, as we're going to speak about in, in a second, and mm -hmm. to actually be a, then a published best-selling author. So the book actually achieved bestseller in a number of categories, didn't it? And um, the word you used, inspiring, I think is absolutely fitting for it because I'm, I'm working my way through it. I haven't read all of the, the chapters yet, but each person has got their own story. Each person, like you say, goes on their own journey. But there's a few things which um, success leaves clues is what they say. And right. the more that people surround themselves with other great people, you know, in communities and masterminds and, and training mm -hmm. programs, just, just the more likelihood that you're going to succeed. You're just going to learn faster, make less mistakes, learn vicariously off their mistakes instead of making it yourself. So I think it's a really awesome book to to just devour, basically. And because they're little chapters, you know, like they're right. you can usually read two or three. And, you know, like if you're anything like most hosts, you know, you're you're busy doing stuff, putting kids mm -hmm. to bed and stuff like that. So ultimately you can read it in bite-sized chunks, which is cool. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that's awesome about it is is that it's international, right? It's mm -hmm. it's hosts from around the world. And again, it's just a, a cool thing to see the commonality. I mean, it doesn't matter where you live, what your background is. Everybody has a lot of things, the same things in common and can achieve the same goals. So, um, it's just nice to see that, that little bit of unity and commonality, uh, across the world and just hear these cool stories of, of people from all over the place doing awesome things. A hundred percent. And of course your, your chapter itself is, is very inspiring. And like I mentioned in the intro, you're not just sharing the good. It's, it's important to share, you know, the real stuff. It's not all rainbows, I think is is what <laughs> you mentioned in, in your chapter. So what is it that you'd like the readers to take away from your chapter? Uh, keep using the word, I guess, but inspiration or encouragement, really. Um, and that, I mean, just like anything that's kind of different or out of the social norm or conventional wisdom, you're going to run into challenges, roadblocks, whether it's people or obstacles or just challenges that come in the way. And, and with any of these types of things, you really just got to persevere through it. Um, if you stick with it, uh, you know, you're going to have success on the, on the end, but there could be challenging times and you just got to be prepared for that. You know, in today's world of, of social media and everything, it's very easy to just think that everything's, you know, uh, like I said, roses and rainbows and it's super easy and it doesn't take any time to you know, be a multimillionaire and have all these properties. But the fact of the of things is that it does take work and it, there are challenges and, and bad times that come along with it. So you just got to take the good with the bad and, and have a strong reason why you're doing it. 100%. And we you talk about the reason why, obviously, in the chapter as well. So definitely one for, for people listening to, to check out. You can get it on Amazon just by putting Hospitable Hosts 2 or going to uh, www.hospitablehosts.com. And uh, there's a way to buy it through there as well. But 
when it comes down to um, your journey, what I'd love to understand then. So at the moment, you've got how many how many cabins based in the mountains? Uh, so we have seven cabins uh, in the Smoky Mountains right now. In the mountains, and you've got some by the the, the beach as well. Did you say? Yeah. So we have one uh, short term rental uh, near the beach, and then we have some other long term rentals uh, in the same areas as well. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. And. Obviously, there'll be people listening to this who've got one or two and would love to be involved in some of these amazing uh, areas because the Smoky Mountains obviously is is one of the best areas to be in. Certainly over the last few years, um, it's where everyone's escaping the city to after you know COVID and it continues to be strong virtually all year round, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Talk us through the journey. How did you go from that first unit to you know, the units that you're on now? And um, yeah, what were the kind of steps to success along the way? Yeah. I mean, I was committed once I decided on short-term rentals uh, and even a step back from that, once I decided on real estate as my my path to financial freedom, um, you know, I started out with the goal of I wanted to replace my W-2 income, right? So that I could, I could leave that job to get the financial and, and time freedom, which I think most people are looking for. And so I decided on real estate as my my vehicle for being able to do that. And that's why it started out with short term or uh, long term rentals, and it was just you know uh, it it was just realizing that it was going to take a lot longer to achieve the goals that I was looking for. And by happenstance, I, I happened to come across a, another podcast that was talking about short term rentals and the Smoky Mountains in particular. And I just I mean it sounded too good to be true, so I Google mapped where it was because I didn't even know where the Smoky Mountains were, <laughs> and then I. I saw it was uh, you know 17 hours or so away. Is a week before Thanksgiving, and we packed up a minivan full of seven people and and drove out there and and checked out the area. And uh, you know about three weeks later or so, we were under contract on our first cabin. And you know from that point, like I said, I was just committed and I knew I was going all in. So it was just a matter of finding the the right deals, and I knew that I'd figure things out as I went. And it was definitely scary uh, that first one because it was spending a lot more money than I'd ever spent before. It was buying a place that was more than double what my own home was worth, you know, from a thousand miles away while still uh, working a W-2 job and then raising a family. So there was a lot of anxiety. I'll I'll say that. (laughs) Just jumping in on that, on that subject, because I know myself, I've gone from working full-time in retail into short-term rentals and what, advice would you have around uh for people around the mindset what what did you do which helped you cope with that change from the w2 job into into short-term rental or what i guess practical advice as well what do you need in place beforehand yeah uh, and everybody's goal is going to be different um you know i i wanted to not just replace the income but you know even more so as a, as a buffer and frankly i had achieved that within a very short period of of starting the short-term rentals uh it was really after three cabins or so that i was uh had achieved that but i i continued on in the w2 for some various reasons uh for a while longer uh until just this past right before this past christmas uh that i had left the w2 world and congratulations yes thank you thank you uh still much much faster than i ever anticipated i mean it was within two years um or even i think 18 months or so after i started short-term rentals so what you can achieve with short-term rentals is really amazing uh, if you really go all in on it and uh, and do things strategically. And um, as far as the mindset, uh, like I touched on before, you really got to be prepared for 
the challenges um, that are going to come with doing something that's out of your comfort zone and out of the the conventional norms. Um, because a lot of people are just not going to not going to understand it uh, once you start thinking on that that entrepreneurial wavelength. And so you're going to have to surround yourself with people that are on that same wavelength. And for me, honestly, I'm I'm a big uh, advocate for the various Facebook groups and other online groups. Because sometimes it is hard even just to find around you people who have those those same mindsets. So if you can tap into those online groups and resources, even, you know, that's a huge help. Which ones, um, any particular groups which helped you in the early days? Just uh, we love getting involved in the the Facebook groups. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think ever everybody's probably heard of it, but bigger pockets, of course, is an excellent place to start. Um, no matter whether it's short-term rentals, long-term rentals, or whatever type of real estate assets. I mean, bigger pockets, I think, is is where everybody kind of starts. And then once you figure out what niche or niches you're going to get into, get into those groups, like um, the realtor group that I work with, um, you know, it's a very big group of, uh, you know, short-term rental investors in these various markets. And so I'm very plugged in with them, you know, uh, Build short-term rental wealth. You know, Bill Fates uh, community, uh, Boostly. I mean, all, all these various Facebook groups uh, that are kind of the the big ones in the industry. Um, get plugged in and, and get plugged into the the niches uh, of your local areas as well that you're a part of. And the more active you are, the more you get your name out there uh, and leverage those resources. You know, it's just going to help you uh, because you need to have that support. Trying to go it alone uh, is very very difficult and. As I'm finding, since I'm new into the you know no more W two world, it can become very lonely. Uh, you know, once you leave, uh, you know, going to the office or whatever that that community that you did have with your with your job, it can be a lonely thing. So you really do, like I said, need to surround yourself with the like minded people and and have that support to to really bolster you quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just £2, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the Blueprint. And then for 101 Marketing Tactics, that is in the Playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Such a good point, because at the end of the day, you know, you do need to have peers and fellow hosts from all over the world, all over the industry who can share that, you know, you can share information with us and we understand, which is, you know, why, like say, Bill Faith's group, the hospitality community, you know, there's, there's these places where you can go and share problems and, you know, solutions, ultimately, that's, mm -hmm. that's the whole aim, isn't it? And you all grow together. Right. So, We've mentioned a couple of times, obviously, um, there's been some challenges. What was the biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for me was, uh, it was really just a personal personal challenge that came about unexpectedly. And, um, you know, I, I mentioned it in the, in the chapter there, but shortly after I'd gotten started, I think we were, we had just bought the first cabin and we were under contract on the second and third and converting that one in Florida from a long-term rental into a short-term rental. So we had a lot going on, still very, very early in the short-term rental stage and learning things. And we kind of got hit with a, a pretty big um, medical issue with uh, with my wife. Long story short, she was in Ecuador and uh, had to have a, a procedure that really 
went awry and she got stuck there for about six months unexpectedly almost bedridden and you know i was still working the w2 at that time of course and we have three kids uh including a, a three-year-old a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old and so we kind of get hit with that out of left field and you know in the midst of all that everything else going on growing the the short-term rental business and so it took a lot of um it took a lot of grit to to keep going through that uh you know i think that's one of those things that can really be a showstopper if you don't have like i mentioned before if you don't really have a strong reason for for why you're doing it but i was like i said i was committed and i knew that i i couldn't stop i saw the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of what we had started with the real estate and i knew that it was going to it, it was going to be getting me to that goal and so to stop at that point frankly for me just wasn't an option so from there it's just you figure it out right uh so we you know leveraged family and friends both in ecuador and and here in the us and different states we sent our two older kids up up north with our grand uh, my parents uh to spend some time there you know we brought in my father-in-law from ecuador to here to help out with the three-year-old who was around two at the time uh so you know we did everything we could and uh, thankfully after six months or so we were able to get my wife back here uh to the us but it was still several surgeries that that had to happen once she got back here and so it's a very long 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 process um going through all that but that was that was probably the hardest thing for me uh trying to tackle those those you know personal issues uh while trying to build a, a fledgling you know short-term rental business uh and learning on the fly you know i mean that we talked about inspiration but like you say true grit true grit determination just to get through it there's there's tough times and certainly when health's involved family you know like that would stop most people in their tracks so you know right. congratulations kale for for just pressing on and and um you know, making a success out of it. Is everybody okay now? Yes, yes. Thankfully, everybody's okay physically. So it's, uh, yeah, it's in the past as far as that goes, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you mentioned your why. So what what is your why? Yes, my why is my my little guy. So my three-year-old, uh, his name's Ramses. And um, if you get the book, you'll see a really cute picture of him. But uh, he's, uh, you know, when he was born, uh, that was towards the end of 2019. Um, it was just a light bulb moment for me in terms of changing my mindset and how I was thinking about the future. Just really started thinking about the future and that I couldn't see myself staying in this same same position, you know, working this type of job for the next 30, 40 years, whatever it was, uh, until potentially a retirement. Uh, and who knows how, you know, how I was going to be financially at that point. So I really just started thinking, what am I going to do to get out of this and how am I going to set up my family, my kids for, you know, a better future. And that's what got me started down the road. And then, you know, reading things like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and like I said, getting involved and and listening to podcasts, Bigger Pockets, and all these other, all these other things to get my mindset in the right frame of mind. Because that that's that's the most important thing is, you know, all the other parts of whether it's real estate or, or really anything, I mean, it's really not rocket science. Let's, I mean, I think that's one of the awesome things that you can see through reading in the books, the hospitable host books is that anybody can do this. I mean, that, that is the beauty of, of not just short-term rentals, but real estate in general is literally anybody can do it and be successful if you have the perseverance and the right mindset, but it all starts with the mindset. If you don't have the mindset, 
it's going to be a real struggle and a real uphill climb. And, you know, you may not be successful. So getting your mindset right through reading the books, the podcasts, the communities, all these different things first, that's what's going to set you up for success. That's really cool. I really like that. And um, thank you for, for sharing that story with us. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things which have uh, gone well. What, what would you say is the biggest wow moment or a perception that's changed since you originally started this business? Uh, I think the biggest wow was just seeing how quickly I was able to achieve the, the financial goals that I had set out with. You know, when I had started or come up with that, hey, you know, real estate's how I'm going to get out of this, this W-2 world and, and set myself up for, for building generational wealth. It was a five-year goal. And to me, that was like extremely aggressive. And like I said, it happened in, in less than two years. I mean, a lot less than two years, but I left the W-2 in about two years. And that just really blew me away at what was what was actually possible with this, um, and particularly with short-term rentals. I mean, when it comes to cash flow, like if that is what you're looking for, which you know most people are if they're looking to, to leave their W-2 and replace that income, it's hard to beat the cash flow that you can get with short-term rentals. And, you know, I'd started out with the long terms and it was small multifamily. And like I said, it was just going to be a lot of those units <laughs> to, to get me where I wanted to be. And it was going to take a long time. And then I stumbled across the short-term rentals and, and lo and behold, it just it, it blew those goals out of the water. Yeah. So I think that's probably the big wow. To do yeah. it in two years is is impressive at the end of the day. So let's yeah. talk about some of the uh, the tools and things which has helped you to achieve these goals in so such a quick time. So first question is, what tech or what tools do you use within your business which has helped you get there? Mm -hmm. A lot of the same, the basic things that, that most people use. So having your, your PMS, your property management system or software, uh, you know, I use Hospitable. There's thousands of them out there. Price labs for my dynamic pricing software. And that's, that's really, yeah, those are really the two main things that I use. Um, you know, I still self-manage everything, uh, myself, you know, I don't have VAs at the moment, though I am considering that, uh, heavily this year, but yeah, price labs and, uh, and hospitable, those are really the two, the two main things. And, and, you know, of course. You can do it all. Well, I guess with my background, you can't see it, but I was holding up my phone. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just see palm trees at the moment. For anybody <laughs> listening on the podcast, uh, Kale's got an awesome uh, sort of beach scene in the background. But that's because that's you don't want to see the the mess that is my home office behind me. <laughs> hey, I've, I've got kids as well, and uh, my office. Uh, yeah, this bit's clean that you can see. I was going to say yours is nice. I like it. <laughs> so. Obviously, the, the tool that you mentioned there, obviously, Hospitable and Price Labs, and talking about success leaves clues, a lot of people are using dynamic software. They're using PMSs, which help you just break the back of the day-to-day -day work. It means that you can manage lots of properties just using mm -hmm. one bit of software and just, you know, automated messages and all yeah. of that sort of thing. It just makes it so much easier. So for anyone listening who hasn't got a PMS, I urge you to just go and investigate. There's a great blog if you put Boostly, PMS, um, you know, there's there's blogs around that that Mark's done as well as many other sort of people. There's also we had somebody on um, who was talking about strhub.com and that you can compare all the PMSs. So there's yeah. lots of tools out there. Um, which uh, Christina uh, Crump that was who in who's come up with this. She researched all of the different PMSs and she's basically created STR Hub. So. There's lots yeah. of these cool tools that can just allow you to effectively manage lots of different places um, in in rel with relative ease. Obviously, there's still things you have to 
uh, deal with within hospitality. You yeah, mentioned it's a, it's a beautiful thing too. I mean, as long as you can, as long as you have a phone and you have some type of service, you can literally do it from anywhere. I mean, that is the amazing thing. And that, that was one of my goals too, is that I wanted something that I could do from anywhere because I didn't want to be tied down to a specific location anymore. I, I love traveling and, um, you know, just a cool proof of concept, you know, I'll share is that just, uh, towards the end of January into February. So just recently I took a, uh, a three week trip through Europe, um, just me and my three-year-old and nice. I was, <laughs> it's funny. I, I was one day I was sitting in the you know, the ruins of a, a castle in Spain and, you know, making some adjustments on price labs, you know, <laughs> another day I was on a, a deserted beach on the coast of Portugal, checking on, on my, my bookings. I mean, so it's just, it's really an incredible thing. Once you can free yourself up like that and just like, as a travel, if you like traveling or move wherever you want to move really? and be able to take care of it. I mean, it's, it's really cool. Who do you have on the ground then? And how did you find them? Uh, yeah. So having your, your cleaners and your handymen, you know, your boots on the ground is, as people like to say, uh, are essential. It's a bit of trial and error, but the best resource for finding, uh, those people are going to be those, those communities again, um, you know, those niche communities in those, uh, in those local areas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're not local like me, I'm not local to, to the Smokies. Um, so the investor communities that I'm a part of in those areas reaching out to them, get referrals. That's the best way to find them. Uh, but yeah, it takes, it takes trial and error. Not everyone's going to be a good fit. Not everyone's going to work out, especially with the cleaners. That seems to be the biggest challenge. But once you find, uh, once you find a good group, then, you know, stick with them, treat them well. And, uh, you know, they're going to be, they're going to make your life a lot easier. They are the um, unsung heroes a lot of the time of, of huh. SDR in general, aren't they, cleaners? So, Absolutely. Um, what advice, you mentioned that you've obviously done this in two years instead of five years. What advice would you go back and give yourself if you could at the start of those two years? Hmm. I think it, it depends on your personality really, but I think understanding the importance of relationships and not taking things personally, especially with short-term rentals, you know, if you're self-managing and dealing with the guests it can be very easy to take things personally if there's an issue or you get a real bad guest that's you know just complaining and driving you crazy. Uh, I'm not saying I don't still take things personally sometimes, uh, you know, but I've gotten a lot better than I was, you know, when I first started. I mean, just kind of being transparent. I mean, I would I would have a lot of anxiety when I got up in the morning because. I would see, you know, the messages, uh, just like the little count of how many, you know, text messages or notifications yeah. I got on the phone. And I was like, oh my gosh, please don't let there be it. Please don't let it be complaints. Please don't let it be complaints. And I'd wait. Uh, and that's kind of one of my strategies that that kind of works for me, at least, is that I, I have my whole morning routine that I that I go through and I put checking my messages on, you know, on hospitable or Airbnb and Verbo until the last, until the end of my, my routine, because I don't want, if something does come up, I don't want that to ruin my morning. I want to get through my routine, set myself up, get in the right mindset and then check things. And if there is an issue, you know, be in a better mindset to, to deal with it. So that's kind of one thing that, that works for me, but yeah. And then the relationships, again, especially in real estate relationships are, are key. I mean, networking and all those things, but just relationships with your, your vendors and everything as well. 
it's really crucial because especially if you're going to look to grow and scale in a particular market, you want to, you know, you don't want to burn any bridges, of course, and you want to embed yourself and make yourself somebody that people want to work with. So setting up those relationships and, and being conscious of that when you're starting, because again, when you're starting out, especially if you're, you know, you're, you're budget conscious and that type of thing, you know, it can be easy to kind of be, you know, micromanaging or, or, you know, penny pinching and that type of thing. And, and that can, you know, rub people the wrong way and, and burn some bridges. So it's think long-term, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that that's a mentality that I'm trying to get better and better at is, is think long-term, even though it's short-term rentals, you know, think about the long-term goals that you have because you don't need to get 10 units or whatever it is in a year or two years or whatever, you know, even if it takes five years, you know, think long-term, it's okay to go a little bit slower and do things a little more strategically. And, and those are some of the mentalities that I, I'm trying to work on and get better at. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. Nice. I really like that. And, and the relationships you build obviously is with realtors, with the neighbors of your units with your guests, yeah. you know, to get those five-star reviews. It's literally with everybody, isn't it? So, and like you say, think long-term. And so often we get people say, oh, you know, this person's said this. And you just go, before you compose a response, um, <laughs> you know, just just think long-term. Think who's going to be reading this. It's going to be on your, your domain and things like that. And actually yeah. a lot of the time we're always saying when you're applying to reviews, which, you know, not it's not 100% positive feedback all the time once you've got lots of units um ultimately you can you're, you're putting that response for the person who's reading it i'm still here my camera's just gone off for okay. some reason yeah. <laughs> um but yeah when it comes down to the person who's reading it it might be a future guest looking to book right. with you so at the end of the day you just want to make sure that you're responding um without emotion a lot of the times and uh, I found a really great hack for that is chat GPT is, you know, whatever you want yeah. to say, literally put it in there and then say, Hey, can you make this more professional and friendly? And it will, it will do its job. And then obviously you can still put it into your own words, but um, yeah. it'll take out the emotion, which is, which is so important. So Kale, as we get towards the end of these, we love to just do a couple of quick fire uh, fun questions. Um, so if you could talk to any animal in the world, which animal would it be and why? <laughs> oh gosh. That's an interesting one. All right. You know, I'm just going to have to, I guess it popped in my head. I'm going to have to go with uh, an eagle. Yeah. I mean, they have the freedom. They can see for miles and miles. So it'd be uh, just wonderful to to learn what they see from their perspective. Nice. Nice. What skill or trait would you say that you're working on or a skill or trait that you'd like to really develop, uh, you know, in the next few months or years? Mm. You know, I talked a lot about networking and relationships. And that is something I am working on, um, particularly the networking. Um, I am a natural introvert. I, uh, it is hard for me to, you know, especially with large groups and things like that. It's hard for me to just put myself out there. Um, I, I tend to keep to myself. So 
I am working very hard on trying to get better with that and and force myself to get out of my comfort zone in those in those arenas. Um, you know, a good example is uh, I was just at a, a large um, uh, SDR conference. Uh, well, where we did the book launch um, yeah, weeks ago. Amazing. The, the yeah. book launch looks amazing. For people who don't know about this book launch, there was Dolly Parton, not, <laughs> not the Dolly Parton, but right. there was like karaoke. There was, uh, it looked amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah, so events like that, it's, uh, you know, can be a little bit intimidating for me, honestly. Um, but what helped a lot was, again, the community. I, I knew a lot of people um, that I was meeting for the first time in person, but I knew a lot of people just from being involved in the different communities. So that, that helped out a lot is there was, even though I hadn't met them before, it's just, you finally meet them for the first time, but you already know them, right? You have a lot in common, you can talk. So, I mean, it, that helped out a, a tremendous amount, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's something that, um, uh, like I said, that, that I'm working on from a, a personal standpoint. Nice. Who inspires you? Mm. I, I need to turn it all back to uh, my faith. So, uh, you know, I'm a Christian and so I try to put things in context and think of, and I guess it's a cliche phrase, but yeah, I mean, what would Jesus do? Not that I do that <laughs> all the time at all, or most of the time. Uh, but I try to think about that at least. And when it comes to making difficult decisions, um, put things to prayer. So yeah, so I would say God or Jesus, uh, you know, inspires me. Nice, nice. What does the future look like or hold for your business? Uh, continue scaling and growing the the short term rental uh, portfolio. Uh, I do want to continue with that. Maybe expand into some new markets. Um, get things more elevated on the business perspective. I mentioned uh, potentially bringing on VAs uh, or a VA this year, uh, getting some of the back end or back office things uh, a little more bolstered up and uh, and organized. And from there, uh, I really would like to branch out into the commercial space a bit. You know, of course, the hotels, uh, boutique hotels is very intriguing, uh, but also multifamily and, and self-storage, some more of the uh, perhaps uh, boring assets, but uh, a little bit more passive and, and long-term strategies. So those are what I'm looking at currently. Nice, nice. Well, Kale. One question we always ask everybody on here is, is, is there a saying or a mantra which resonates with you? Yes. And uh, so I mentioned that I have uh, a morning routine and uh, part of my morning routine is uh, repeating this mantra to myself, which is a combination of a, a couple Bible verses actually. But, uh, you know, I tell myself in the morning, uh, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, he has given me a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love and self-control. And so that's what I tell myself over and over each morning <laughs> and hope to uh, hope to keep that in perspective as the day goes on. Nice, nice. And uh, like you say, so important to find a routine and and uh, affirmations which work for us. So um, yeah, I really like that, Kale. So I'm going to throw the mic open to you. How can we come and find out more about you and your business? Um, where would where would we search? Sure. Uh, on Facebook, uh, I'm very involved in various, uh, you know, short-term rental or real estate specific groups there. Uh, but just Kale Delaney, uh, you can find me there. Instagram, uh, it's at Kale underscore Delaney. Uh, you can find me there. And yeah, those are the best ways to find me and get a hold of me. Um, I am also about to launch uh, the next probably probably three weeks, I'd say maybe sooner our own podcast. Uh, it's called the, the fit investor. 
yeah, where we talk about being fit, not only financially, but on your faith, family, and physically as well. So trying to get a more holistic approach to, uh, to life. Uh, we're going to be starting soon a, um, uh, a mentoring and, uh, and coaching uh, as well. So uh, if anybody's interested, feel free to reach out. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kale, for sharing your story with us, sharing the tips, obviously the mindset stuff. The thing that I've got from this podcast is obviously it's, it's true grit really is, is really what I've got from this. So, um, and that's just so important and networking. So for everyone listening, please do go and check out hospitable hosts too. You can purchase it on Amazon and you can read more about uh, Kale's story in there. Obviously the details of Kale's um, links to the socials are in the show notes as well. Mm. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Was there anything I missed or any last years before we bring it to a close, Kale? Yeah, just one thing I want to say is that it, you know, you got to start, you're building your foundation now, whether you plan on getting into real estate now or later, or, or maybe if you don't even think you will, start building your foundation. And what I mean by that is, is you know, live your life fiscally responsible, right? Live below your means, you know, save, put some money away for investing. You know, if you have kids, start building something for your kids right now. Just one thing I do uh, is for the kids' birthdays and Christmas, I give them uh, gold and silver. You know, mm -hmm. so for each year of their birthday, I give them a, a silver coin. And then for Chris Christmas, I give them a little one gram gold bar. And just something like that. By the time they're 18, it's going to be worth a substantial amount. And they can use that for college or seed money for a business or real estate or whatever. So again, just start thinking about the future, plan and prepare yourself because I was able to move quick because I had been preparing myself for the past 15 years, right? So it's not an overnight success. It's, it was a long ways in the making. And so just start thinking that way. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Kale. And uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you at the next uh, wealth conference or yes. you know, online yeah. for the networking. So thanks again. Absolutely. Bye for now. All right. Thank you.